writing or preaching or making any kind of presentation. I sometimes see TV commercials that look so odd to me. Weird. I don't even get the message out of them. And I think it's because they're trying to find something different. I don't have much different for you today. Same old thing. It's just the Word of God over and over again. Now I will confess to you, I have preached a sermon with this same title more than one time in the past. I don't know that it's the same sermon because I didn't go look at the old ones. But I think it probably is because it's just the Word of God over again. The first time I preached this message, I thought I had really stumbled on something really great. I had never heard it said quite this way before. I titled my message that time the same as I'm titling it today. Say what God says. And I thought, well, wow, this is, and I haven't heard it like this before. So I announced my title, and that week, just before I came out, some uh, international or well-known evangelist, his magazine came out, and right across the top, the feature of his was Say What God Says. I did not get it from him. And so this time I'm preaching Say What God Says, and I don't know how close it is to exactly like it has been in the past, but I do know this. I am going to be faithful to preach God's Word, and not what we think, what, not what we want, not what our plan is, not what my opinion is, not what my politics are. I'm going to preach what I totally, completely am convinced is the Word of God. So I share with you this morning Romans chapter 10, powerful verses. These are verses 8 through 10 in chapter 10 of Romans. The Word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim if you declare it with your mouth. Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. This is the verse that I want to stand out for you. Verse 17. So faith comes from hearing, that is, hearing the good news about Christ, the Word of God. John said in his first verses of his gospel, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's the revelation of the incarnation of Jesus Christ our Lord. God become flesh and designated as the Word because the Word is the expression of all godliness and truth. God spoke the Word, and the worlds came into creation. That Word, that Word that God has given us in the revelation of Himself through Jesus Christ and has put in the written form that we read and study so we know how to follow Him, is the Word that we surround ourselves with today. And the word that should be in our mouths as we speak this truth. You want faith? You want growing faith? You want incremental faith? Faith comes by hearing the word of God. I just read to you. That word of God.
God is the good news about Jesus Christ, our Lord, and the Word of God. He is the Word of God. So I share with you today something about God's Word and encourage you to learn to say about everything, about the wholeness of your life, to speak over your life and say what God says about you. Say what God says about His plan. Say what God says about His purpose. Say what God says about Himself. To the extent that you know it and understand it, say every day of your life, say what God says. Now, there are a lot of other things out there that can be repeated and said. There's always somebody with an opinion. It's hard to turn on television. I'm almost ready to go back to watching the sitcoms and the junk. Because now the talk shows and the talk things that I thought were one time helpful and educational are turning into junk too. I listen to all these opinions and I come to a realization a lot of times, hey, they don't know any more about that subject than I know. They've just persuaded somebody that they really know about it. But sometimes I hear people talking and they're they're saying the same thing. Now, not everybody. A few are different. But most of them are saying thing I heard them say the last time I heard them talking. And the point is, it's not, it's not the problem of saying the same thing over and over. It's saying the same thing over and over that has no value to it. That's useless, worthless. I'm telling you today to say the same thing again and again. But make sure that what you're saying is the Word of God. Not just your opinion. It's God's Word. Because that's what's going to give you life and going to give you victory. I hear the Word of God spoken several ways. I have a little tablet that I usually use. I usually ordinarily read from. has all the versions of the Bible in it that I want. And I can turn on that, have that Bible and just with a tap of my finger, I can hear somebody speaking it to me. I never thought I'd go, and I've got so many Bibles that are bound in pages and written. I've preached one here, one time here about old Bibles. <laughs> so many of them. And so many things written in them. But, I find myself able to hear and receive the Word of God so much better as I'm reading it while somebody else is speaking it also. So I do it both ways, all different kinds of ways. I'm just simply telling you that there are many ways that you can hear the Word of God. If you're reading it, reading it, just reading it, you're hearing it, but there's a reinforcement to it when it becomes audible. And that audible can come in many forms. I just told you one. You can listen to it on a CD. You can have somebody sit over to the other side and read it to you. That's faith building because it's the Word of God. When you hear it and believe it, it's the building of faith. You can hear yourself speak it. If you know it, you can speak it yourself. That's a good thing. Every morning I wake up and I think of something about praising the Lord. There's so many ways and places and manners of praising the Lord. Sometimes I just get up and I say, God, reinforce your word in me today. And now find some verse that I've learned to memorize. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I preached that last Sunday, remember? Two of you remembered it? <laughs> last Sunday I preached, I know who I am. And I can say I am the righteousness of God. 
Somebody else could have it. Oh, no, you're not. I know you better than that. I don't claim that myself. I'm claiming what the Word of God says about me. And that's what you should do. Stand on what the Word of God says about you. You're not just who you think you are. You're not just who somebody else tells you you are. You are who God says you are if you believe it. I speak the Word of God to myself, and I'll tell you this. You cannot doubt. You can't talk doubt and walk faith. If you talk doubt, you're going to walk doubt. But if you walk, speak, talk faith, you're going to live a faith life and a faith walk. You've got to speak what you know is true and believe it to be true from God's Word. So faith, there's so many definitions for faith. Great ones you can pull out of the Bible. Verse translation of the Bible, you read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, and you'll find in various translations, and it's a powerful statement. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the substance. Faith isn't just the thought. It's the substance. Substance. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence or the guarantee, the Amplified Version said. The guarantee of things that we do not see. So faith, holding on in faith and speaking faith, speaks victory into your life. Not just saying words. You've got to speak words that you believe. Believe them as you're saying them. Saying the words, talking the talk, speaking What God says in His Word is the strength to you because it is really, as you speak it, teaching you to walk the walk in that walk of faith. I know there are people that say many things they don't believe. You can't walk around saying these things and not believe it and just think you're quoting the words. After a while, it may become real to you. You may start off without strong faith in it, but the more you say God's Word and say this is God's Word, the more it's going to reinforce your faith and your belief, and you're going to strengthen your faith by doing that. You live it when you really believe it. You live it. When you really believe it, you will live it. If you're not living it, it means you don't really believe it. So you've got to say what God says about your life. I I, I cannot stress this, and, and I cannot make it too emphatic. You have to say what God says about your life. It, the devil is going to say some things about you. He's going to tell lies about you. He's going to plant doubts in your head if he can. And there's one answer to what the, what the devil says to you. When he comes and tells you you're not worth anything. Oh yeah, you claim to be a child of God, but look what you, had, what you were thinking about today. And all that looked like you said to that person. And what you did today. You can't be a child of God. The devil's going to come and tell you that all the time. If you want to listen to him, you'll hear the wrong thing. But I'm going to tell you something. When Jesus heard the devil speaking, he knew what to do. He was out in the wilderness of temptation. And when the devil came to him and made him all of these offers, tempted him so that he would be tempted as we're tempted. Every answer he gave to the devil was the Word of God. And then the devil tried to corrupt the way. He said, well, I'll turn tables on him. He tried to corrupt the Word of God to him. And he said, if you throw yourself down from this pinnacle, because God said, 
He'll give his angel charge of you and take care of you. He didn't say if you decide to be stupid, I'll look out for you, don't worry. You know, if you want to stick things in your body that are going to harm you and destroy you, he didn't say he'd look after you. But he did say that he would give his angel charge of you, interpreted the right way. So what Jesus did, he just turned around and gave him the right interpretation of it. That's because he couldn't, because he knew the word. So you and I need to have the word, have it in our hearts, as well as in our hands, and especially have it in our mouth so that we speak it and proclaim it, not just to other people, but to ourselves as well. I proclaim God's word to myself every day. Sometimes I'm saying it, sometimes I'm asking. But I'm speaking God's word all that I can. Find some things that you love in God's word. Find some verses to memorize that you can speak to yourself in the time of need. And there are many, many verses that you can find for that. So you've got to say what God says about your salvation. I just read to you verses that make that very clear. You've got to believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, but you've got to confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. So confession, speaking forth the truth about what God has done for you and what is in now your life, is a vital part of living for Christ. You've got to say what he says about your salvation. I have so many people come to me and say, Pastor, I, you know, I, I don't really have this as much as I, I used to have it. I think maybe some things that I'm preaching are beginning to take some effect. But I used to hear it, and I heard it more. And every now and then I'll hear it again. I just don't know that I can believe I'm saved because the devil just, you know, back so-and-so I did this to my wife, and back so-and-so I did this to my children, and back then I robbed that bank, and back then I just did whatever they did. And I just can't believe that I could be saved. Well, it's really hard for me to believe that some people are saved too. But I do know what God's Word says about it. That if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart and proclaim it that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. He doesn't say provided you've never committed adultery, provided you've never stolen anything from anybody, provided you've never done criminal acts, provided you've never been hateful and mean and ugly. He doesn't say that. He just says if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart, totally believe, without exception, God physically and literally raised him from the dead, and you proclaim that he is Lord because of that, you will be saved. There are some things that go on and get added to that that we learn as we go. I didn't, when I got saved, I didn't understand anything about repentance. I didn't even know what it was. I didn't even know that God needed to forgive me. I didn't understand that either. All I did understand when God's Holy Spirit got hold of me and threw me into that place of prayer on that Sunday night, so many years ago, all I knew was that I needed a Savior. I couldn't explain it. I couldn't give you any kind of explanation before I got saved or after I got saved had no comprehension of it whatsoever. All I knew was when I fell on my knees and Bob sobbed and, and poured my heart out to God, pleading with God, I didn't even know what to say. And, oh, God, help me. Oh, God, help me. And, beloved, he did. He did. He did something that's lasted all this time and is going to last through eternity. Hallelujah. I will say to you for certain, 
If you believe what God's Word says, you will be saved. And you can know it. And stop doubting it and stop claiming all those things from the past. Give all that up and forget it because that's what God has done. What you need to do is say, no matter what the devil says to you, I don't care what you say. Don't plant that thought in my mind. I will not have it. I'm saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. You, you need to say what, say what God says about your healing. I, I am I'm not against doctors. I'm not against medicine. I, I actually believe that medicine is one of the greatest gifts God has brought to mankind. Certain, certain things I believe. Do you realize that just less than 100 years ago, penicillin didn't exist. I've mentioned that simply because it's one of the oldest and basic kind of wonder drugs that we have. Think about living in the past when there was there was almost no kind of medication whatsoever. The fruit pills have been developed and maybe a pole stitch that they put from somewhere and put up on the place when you cut your head or whatever it was. was almost no medicine exists. Isn't that a gift of God? Certainly it is. Certainly it is. The education available to, for doctors today is the gift of God. But it doesn't take the place of God healing and making your body whole and well and keeping you well. You don't have to stand up in sickness. You can stand up in health. I get up every day and I thank God. I speak the words of God over me. God, you said that you would give me strength for my days. And that's what he said in Deuteronomy. As your days, so your strength will be equal to your days in modern phraseology. Your strength will be equal to your days. I've got a lot of days gone behind. So I need a lot of strength to keep going. And he said, for every day I'll give you strength for every day that you need it. Every day that you walk with me, I'll give you strength to walk with me. I'll keep you strong. I'll keep you whole. I'll keep you well. I'll keep you healthy. Because divine health is as important or more so than divine healing. God will keep us if we claim his promise and hold to his promise. Not let it go. I will speak the words of God about me, not what my body says, not what somebody else tells me, no matter how bad I look or how down I look or how I look like I need some sunshine or rest or relaxation or all of that doesn't matter to me. I get up every day and I say, thank God you've given me strength for up to now and you'll give me strength for one more day. You'll keep me whole, healed, well. Not only that, free from accidents, free from harm, free from danger and things that will come. Pastor, that always doesn't always happen that Well, when it doesn't happen quite that way, I believe God will take care of it, raise me up and give me healing and make me whole again anyway. You have to believe that too and confess it and say it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So you're healing and health. <laughs> Psalm, one of my favorite passages in Psalms 103. The King James says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And then he goes into this. His benefits. He forgives all my diseases. He giveth all my diseases. He healeth all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. So if the word of God says that, it's true. And you can say it and speak it out as truth. Because you didn't get it from me. I just repeated it to you. I just said what God said. 
And that's what you and I need to do. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all my sins, who heals all my diseases, who redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies, who fills my life with good things. Good things. Believe and say, good things, something good is going to happen to you because God's in your life. You have to learn to say what God says about eternity. I saw someone illustrate eternity not too long ago when I was in a service. And they had a long, long white rope. On one end of the rope was a little piece of red about this long. And then someone took the rope and just walked out all the way to through the door and out from the church. So you couldn't see him anymore. He's past the doors. So the speaker was standing up there holding one end of the rope with a little red on it. And then the white rope went all the way out. And the illustration was this little red, that's how short our life is. That's how short a vapor and then vanishes away. But the rest of it is eternity. Out beyond where you can see, beyond what you can know, this white rope, it just goes on and on and on. And as eternity goes on and on and on, our life continues with him on and on and on without end. You, the Bible says, you, if you trust him and have faith in him, you will live forever. Think about that. Jesus said, he that lives and believes on me shall never die. doesn't mean you won't have physical death. It means you won't die. It means you're going to have a transition at the time of death into another life and a life that is eternal if you follow him. That's what it means. So he's the resurrection and the life. Confess it. When you're uncertain, when you feel like you just don't know, you're if you, have, you start something causes you to have a fear of death, whatever it may be. Battle against that. Stand against that. You are eternal in Jesus Christ. Because he lives forever. Come forth from the grave. You will live forever past the grave. That's your confession. That's what you have to say. Believe it. Glory to God. I've enjoyed this so much I might preach the rest of the day. <laughs> so believe what he says about eternity. How great are the riches. Listen. Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. How great are the riches of the glory of this mystery. This mystery that Christ could die for us. He resurrected from the dead. Come and live in us. That's the mystery of the gospel. How rich, how great are the riches and the glory of this mystery. This mystery, which is explained this way. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. That's an expression of God's Word. You can walk around every day. I'm saved. I believe. I know. I'm saved and confess it. I confess that I'm saved. And by saying that, Christ is in me. The Scripture so, so fills this mystery with glory. Christ in me is spoken of. And then it's also spoken that we're in Christ. That's it. He's in us. We're in Him. And that's our confession. I'm living the Christ life for the glory of God. I'm living the Christ life in the power of God. I'm living the Christ life by my faith in what Jesus said and promised to me. Hallelujah. He promised this to me. 
But you and I are stakeholders in the glory of his eternal kingdom. A stakeholder, somebody who has a, a, a specific personal interest in an entity. So we have a personal interest, a personal investment in the kingdom of God. We are stakeholders in the kingdom of God. The Amplified Version says this about the verse I just gave you. The riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you. There's the mystery, Christ in you. The revelation of Jesus Christ as Savior. The hope and guarantee of realizing the glory of God. There's the guarantee of realizing the glory of God. That's our thing. And hope, and, and when the Bible speaks of hope, our hope in Him, it doesn't say, uh, I hope I'm going to get to go to North Carolina next week. Or I hope I'm going to get a present next week because I sent it and said I needed one. Whatever it may be. Not as I hope it may be. Hope is the assurance in the life and the fullness and the heart of the child of God. Hope is the assurance of what God says is true. Faith, hope, and love. We're not hoping that things will be. We hope, and that is the assurance that it will be. That's the promise of the Word of God, that our hope will be fulfilled in Christ Jesus, and that in Him we have eternal life. And in that eternal life we will never die, but live with Him throughout the glorious ages of eternity. Christ in you, the hope and the guarantee. Hallelujah. So you've got to say what He says about eternity. It's, it's true because He says it. And then you have to say what He says about daily victory. We have to live every day in the victory of Christ. And we can by standing on our faith in the Word of God and by speaking that faith as God's Word. So, this is about daily victory. I'm going to recommend to you that you take your Bible and read Romans chapter 8. Don't start right now. <laughs> Write it down and remember, read Romans chapter 8. Because you will find things in Romans chapter 8 that will build your faith and strengthen you if you will believe it and claim them and speak them. You'll find things there that will just that, that will just make your faith strong and then stronger and then stronger, mightier than it's ever been. If you read those things and read them again and understand. This is the way Romans chapter 8 starts out. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. How about that? Lord... I know everything's on. There's no condemnation for me. I'm not condemned. I'm saved. I'm in Christ Jesus. That's your confession. That's saying what God says. I know I'm saved because you said so. There's no condemnation. That condemnation has been taken away in the blood of Christ when I was saved. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If you're in Christ, the condemnation is gone. It's already settled. The law of the Spirit of life has set you free. In Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life, the Spirit of God, has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. How could you have anything but victory? That's who you are. That's who you are. We're more than conquerors. Go on in chapter 8, you'll find that. You'll find we're more than conquerors. You'll find there it says, God has made him to be sin for us, made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. The righteousness of God in Him. What a powerful, powerful truth. 
for us to live and to experience this victory. Glory to God. You're who God says you are. I'm who God says I am. We're all who God says we are. And we need to confess what God says about us, not what the world and the devil say about us. We need to confess what God says is within us. We need to confess our victory, confess that we are free of condemnation because the Bible says we are if we're in Christ. That's who the Bible says we are. We're God's children, God's family, God's bride of Christ, ready to be taken in the rapture and the glorious things that God has planned for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a song that I've been listening to lately, and the title of it is Who You Say I Am. Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? I was lost, but he brought me in. Oh, his love for me. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Free at last, he has ransomed me. His grace runs deep. While I was a slave to sin, Jesus died for me. Yes, he died for me. Who the sun sets free. It's free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. In my Father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. That's why it's impressed me so much recently, because this has been on my mind and on my heart. And that song says just exactly what we need to be saying about ourselves, declaring it, making it a statement. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. And that's who you are today, my friends. You say it. You say it. I am a child. Say it with me. I am a child of God. Say it. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. Say it tomorrow morning. Say it tonight before you go to bed. Say it as you walk around through the afternoon. I am a child of God because that's who the Bible says I am. Because that's who God says I am. I will believe God more than I will believe the vagaries of the world, more than I will believe the shouts of danger from, from afar, more than I will believe what the enemy tries to plant in my heart. I will not believe that. I will believe what God says, and I will say it because I believe it. I proclaim it because I believe it. I am a child of God. I am the righteousness of God. I will speak God's word and not man's word. I'll speak God's word and not my words. I'll speak God's word and not the world's words. I'll speak God's word and not the Democrat words. I'll speak God's word and not the Republican words. I'll speak God's word and not anybody else's word, but God's word. I will speak God's word because God proclaims that I'm a child of God. I know I am. I know I am. And I'll proclaim it until Jesus comes. I am a child of God. That's what God says. I'm only saying what he said. Hallelujah.